the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right. Second hour, Pure Opelka. There's some big stuff going on. Uh, Some real interesting stuff going on, as a matter of fact. And it involves, some of it involves the White House, but I have to, I have to get into this, this story. I heard about this yesterday afternoon. I don't know if you know who the comedian Ron White is. He's a funny guy. One of those kind of rednecky comics, but he is very dry and hilarious. And Ron White was talking to some friends of mine on another radio show. And they were all fascinated because Ron White has his own tequila. He and some buddies decided they liked tequila so much that they were going to go to Mexico and find a way to make their own tequila. And they did. And they're actually doing okay with it. I'm not a big tequila drinker. I, I understand the people who drink it. I understand the people who do the shots of tequila. And I understand the people who sip tequila. I just don't have a giant tequila craving in my makeup, but that's fine. You know, that's why there's all those different flavors of ice cream, too. But in the course of talking about his tequila and how how difficult it was or easy it was to deal with the country of Mexico in making your product there and then shipping it around the world. Mr. White was talking about the fact that that George Clooney and Randy Gerber, two famous folks, Randy Gerber, married to Cindy Crawford? Yes. George Clooney, married to Amal. Now they have twins, I think. But Clooney and Gerber started their own tequila company in 2013, Casa Amigos Tequila. And Clooney was saying, we went into the business of making tequila on a very small batch level to make it for our friends. They just wanted to make kind of vanity tequila. And uh, it caught on. And because of the power of celebrity in this country, uh, George Clooney's tequila and Randy Gerber's tequila did well and it, it went public. And yesterday, the, the liquor giant Diageo, a gigantic company that owns all kinds of beverages, uh, adult beverages that many of us have consumed, bought George Clooney's company for, well, the the number in the paper is a billion dollars. But if you break it down, it's essentially $700 million now with the chance to cash in on another $300 million down the road. And I'm sure there'll be no, no telethon for George Clooney. Clooney's take on this, his walk away from this deal is $233 million. I don't think he needs to make movies anymore, does he? Or maybe he only need and, and as if that's working, the way they treated George Clooney. George Clooney nets $233 million for selling his tequila company that he started with Cindy Crawford's husband, Randy Gerber. Uh, four years, less than four years after they started it. Now, the the secret here, or the answer here, is... Chase what you love. If you want to, if you want to find 
a business that you can do and you can get behind, it's really hard to start a business, it's re- especially if it's your own business and it's your money and it's your sweat equity that's going into it. So you might as well love what you do. You might as well be totally enamored of it or else it's gonna, the tough days are going to drive you out. It's going to stink on ice. So Clooney and his buddies were into tequila. They made tequila. People liked the tequila. They ended up getting a lot of attention. Now, yes, being named George Clooney doesn't hurt. With your business partner being married to uh, Cindy Crawford doesn't hurt either. But they still parlayed what they loved into a successful business that ultimately became something that someone else wanted to purchase. And it was bought. And the, the all the headlines say Clooney sells his tequila business for, what is it, a uh, billion dollars. But it's not really a billion dollars. It's it's $700 million. I know. What are we fighting over? With an incentive clause to elevate it to another $300 million. Good deal for George Clooney. Good for you, George Clooney. Very, very good for you. We were talking in the first hour. A majority of the first hour we discussed the release of the of the discussion draft of the health care bill out of the uh, Senate. And there are a lot of people talking about it. I think we gave you a pretty good overview on it. You're going to see more and more and more, and, and the next week you're going to be sick of it. But when it's done, then we'll either go forward on it or Obamacare will go away forever or it will be the law of the land. I don't know. Uh, and yes, uh, yes, I also posted the picture of the shocked Donald Trump swimsuit that if you want to see it, you have to go to my Twitter account. If you're getting ready to have lunch, if you need an appetite suppressant, this might be a good time to go there. Some other news that's come out of Twitter today. Do you follow Donald Trump? Do you follow the real Donald J. Trump on Twitter? And do you follow the POTUS account as well? Uh, just uh, earlier today, not too long ago, Donald Trump posted on his real Donald Trump Twitter account with all of the recent reported electronic surveillance, intercepts, unmasking, and illegal leaking of information. I have no idea whether there are tapes or recordings of my conversations with James Comey, but I did not make and do not have any such recordings. All right, there you go. And now CNN and MSNBC are going to spend the next day or two questioning why the president even posted that hint that there might be, because remember he said, James Comey better hope there are no tapes, and tapes was in quotes, air quotes here I'm using, a better hope there are no tapes of our conversations before he stops, starts leaking things to the press um they're going to analyze why the president did this and i I have it broken down i know exactly why donald trump had you guys all twisting about tapes because he can it's called jerking your chain wolf it's and i can't wait till rachel maddow has to deal with this it's gonna freak her out chris matthews gonna have a hard time tonight 
but then they will spend more time on the health care bill than anything else. So I'm just saying, pay attention. The, the president said there are no tapes, no recordings. He does not. He, he's. He won again. He did it again. I, you'd think that these guys would stop running up to kick the football from Lucy, but no, no, they don't. Now, speaking of the president, Donald Trump was out and about last night. As he put it, he got he got out of the D.C. swamp and went and held a campaign style rally in Iowa. It was a, a massive rally with a, a very enthusiastic crowd. There was one moment in in the event, one moment when there were some protesters who showed up and tried to disrupt things. Just one little moment. And I thought, yeah, whatever, no big deal. Uh, and it happened as the president was actually paying tribute to Congressman Steve Scalise. And if you listen closely, you'll start to hear the whistles blowing in the background. They're, they're like the regular whistle you'd buy at the, at the five and dime store, like a kid's toy whistle. They're still very loud. I'd like to also take this moment to send our thoughts and prayers to our courageous friend, somebody that I've gotten to know very well, Steve Scalise, and everyone recovering from the assault. So you hear the booing. The people started booing the protesters who were blowing the whistles. Trump didn't say anything about the protesters. He let it go. He let it happen. But if you listen, it just seemed odd to me that that was the moment they picked. The one moment that's supposed to be a unifying moment saying, oh, gee, maybe maybe let's make a bunch of noise as he's talking about Steve Scalise. I'm sure they had no idea he was going there. And as they were all lined up with their little whistles, ready to make noise and interrupt. The president was trying to pay tribute to a guy who's still fighting. Scalise is in much better condition now. He's, as you know, he's been out of the ICU for a while. He's going to be moved to a rehabilitation facility, hopefully able to be on the, on the field next year. I'm betting we see that moment next year of Steve Scalise at the congressional baseball game. Um, I'm, I'm going to step sidestep the rest of the Trump rally for a minute because we need to pay tribute and say, good move, Bono. For years, Bono, the guy, the front man of U2, used to drive me crazy because I thought he was Mr. Self-Righteous. He was Mr. Sacrosanct. He was going to be the guy to tell everybody what to do. But lately, Bono's kind of impressed me and done some impressive things and had a pretty good grasp on how to deal with both sides of the aisle. And yesterday... Bono stopped by the offices of the staff of Steve Scalise to, to you know, encourage him to get well, to get better. And um, then at a show in the area, he actually made mention of it to the audience. Hold on a little tight, it's You mean, through some troubling days here with the shooting in Alexandria, we are so grateful Congressman Scalise and his comrades made it through. So grateful. We hold them up. As love holds us all up. Nice. Nice thoughts. We hold them up as love holds us all up. 
Good for you, Bono. Good for you showing that we, we can have differences of opinion and be bipartisan. It's nice to see. Now, back at the Trump rally, the president actually had a little fun last night, I think. <laughs> I think he had some fun going after the, uh, the mainstream media, specifically MSNBC, took some shots. Uh, he, went, uh, he went after uh, John Ossoff. He went after the Democrats in general for their obstructionism. And he lauded his supporters. I will play some, some moments from that, each one of those, just around the corner when Pure Opelka returns. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-8192. That's 800-600-8192. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, the mystery solved. The mainstream media is going to obsess about it. There are no Trump tapes. But there was a Trump rally last night. I don't know if you caught it, but Donald Trump, Iowa, had a nice crowd there. A little bit of a dust up with some protesters who were blowing whistles. Come on, people. This is what they do. This is the resistance. They blow whistles. He did talk about the election in, um, in the Georgia and in South Carolina, but he was specifically talking about Karen Handel. And he had, he had a couple of funny words on that, especially what he said uh, about John Ossoff. They spent close to $30 million on this kid who forgot to live in the community that he was in. I mean, you know. It's a good kind of off-the-cuff line. Forgot to live in the community he was running to be elected for. Yeah, you know, not good. He was having a good time last night, the president. And he went after, he went after uh, MSNBC or NBC primarily. He went after all the networks. But he talked about uh, NBC, phony NBC, he called them. This phony NBC television network. Now, let's remember, this phony NBC television network was also paying Donald Trump a whole bunch of money for The Apprentice and The Celebrity Apprentice. Were those phony checks then, sir? You know, I know you're having some fun zinging the news division, but you were part of that family. You cashed those checks from that phony NBC. It does strike me funny. I'm sorry if I'm laughing, but it makes me laugh when I hear stuff like this. All right, I'll let, I'll let him continue. We'll cue it up again. You can hear him have fun. This phony NBC television network. They actually had one of the people say, you know, 
It was a little rainy last night. Maybe that was the difference in Karen's voice. Can you believe that? But, but they had these beautiful studios. And if Karen Handel had lost, they, were, they would have blamed it on me, which is fine. But if she had lost, they would have been there for weeks talking about this. This would have been the greatest defeat in the history of American politics. He's not wrong. That's the interesting part. Donald Trump is not wrong. If you watched MSNBC on, on uh, Tuesday night, and I was going back and forth from CNN to MSNBC to see what was happening because it became more and more apparent that Karen Handel's advantage, her, her lead, was not going to be eroded and she was ultimately going to prevail. And the more this became obvious, the less time both of those networks spent on it and they quickly shifted back to Russia. We need to talk about Russia and maybe some discussions about the hidden health care bill, as they called it. And if you if you happen to stay up late, there's a program on MSNBC called The 11th Hour with Brian Williams. And uh, Bry Y is relegated to this late night spot now because of his uh, other problems with the truth. And they had virtually uh, just a handful of minutes about the election, and they did have a full network set up there. They were ready to go live. They would have been hot to go. Trump continued talking about NBC and how fast they got out of town. When she won, when they said, projected winner is Karen Handel. (laughs) Then they said, we switch. To another program, right? So it was so short. They couldn't get out of there fast enough. He was in his element last night, and he had every right to be having some fun with it. He also went after Democrats on their obstruction. And uh, I have to tell you, he's spot on on this. This is, you know, politics as usual. But the president had every right to go after it, and he let the Democrats have it over obstruction. And by the way, if we had even a little Democrat support, just a little, like a couple of votes, you'd have everything. And you could give us a lot of votes and we'd even be willing to change it and move it around and try and make it even better. It's going to have good heart, but even better. But again, they just want to stop. They just want to obstruct. A few votes, seriously, a few votes from the Democrats It could be so easy and so beautiful and you'd have cooperation and their plan isn't working. And their plan isn't working. They've lost those four special elections. The president is right. Interesting that he's trying to take on the role here as the Senate does its thing with the health care bill without him being involved. The president is trying to take on the role of being the hands across the aisle guy. If they would just work with us, we would make it so much better for all of you. Then I loved what the president said about his supporters last night. He talked about the strength of all the individual Trump supporters, and they were eating it up, too. We have the hardest working, the smartest people, the toughest people. They're very lucky that our people don't protest. Believe me. Believe me. They're very lucky. Well, 
he he does know there are a certain group of Trump supporters who do protest <laughs> and they're not quiet. But that was last night in Iowa. I thought the president was having a pretty good time and he should have had a good time. He earned that night after the victory they had in South Carolina and in Georgia. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, the halftime show is over, and we're into the second half of today's edition of Pure Opelka. I will get to that flashback to history and a couple of things in American history that happened on today, uh, and both of them, one, one I'm kind of good with and one I'm still up in the air. We've been covering the release of the GOP Senate health care discussion draft that was out. And uh, reporting on a couple different outlets are saying there are at least three GOP senators who oppose the current bill, which doesn't mean anything because we expected that. And there's going to be some negotiation back and forth. But before we dive back into uh, the topics, I have to remind you, if you are feeling like you're not 100 percent, if you're not. If you're not able to get outside and enjoy your life or even stay inside and enjoy your life because of chronic pain from inflammation around your joints, around your knees, your hips, your back, your neck, you have to try Relief Factor. What are you waiting on? Relief Factor did it for me. I'm into my 17th week. It's one of those things that you... You stop the irritation and suddenly the pain is gone. And once the pain is gone, you don't need the the painkillers, the over-the-counter stuff or the prescription. I don't take anything, haven't touched one in 16 weeks, 15, 16 weeks, haven't touched a painkiller of any kind. All I take is relief factor. Uh, don't take my word for it. Listen to Listen to Nicole and her experience with relief factor. I started getting numbing like carpal tunnel but then I started realizing it was all up in my shoulder the cramping the pain it was almost unbearable when I started taking relief factor it just seemed like everything relaxed and I'm able to stretch it out now I'm able to work it out I'm able to sleep to me, it is a lifesaver. And I agree with Nicole. So give them a call. Pick up the phone. Tell them you want the three-week quick start pack. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Get the three-week quick start pack. It's $19.99. Or check them out at relieffactor.com. It, it's, it's just, well, find it for yourself then get back to me on it. Michael Pelka on uh, the Blaze Radio Network. We are looking at a couple of different stories. And um, I, I've, been, I've been monitoring 
Well, I've been monitoring, as you know, yesterday we did the story about genders and gender dysphoria. And I asked uh, how many genders are there? And, and we had this interesting vital question survey that came out with the majority of you, which I expected, saying two genders. And then the second most popular answer was, can we stop this craziness? And then a few people actually voted, like 2% voted there are three genders. And uh, 2% voted there are more than three. Later on, about in uh, just about 40 minutes from right now, I want to talk more seriously about the subject of gender dysphoria because there's more at play here. And there's a, a story about transgenderism, which is now being promoted basically throughout America. We're basically telling people, you know, if you're just uncomfortable, maybe you're just the wrong gender. And there's, there's something else at play here, I think, especially when you look deeper into the lives and the minds and the psyches of the people who have gender dysphoria. And we're going we're gonna to have a serious discussion at 20 minutes after the next hour. So I want you to make sure you're here for it. It's going to be one of those, it might be a little uncomfortable. It might be one of those things that you go, wait a minute, Mike. Are we really going to talk about this? Yes, we are, because, because it's an important topic. It's a topic that deserves to be discussed, especially when the left and so many out there are pushing this gender narrative that just makes no sense to me, makes absolutely no sense to me. So you have to be here next hour for that. Now, there was also something that popped earlier today that I, I want to play it for you because um, it may explain a couple of things, but it also points out a problem that's ongoing, a recurrent problem. Yesterday at the, um, the end of the show, we had an amazing discussion with Representative Barry Loudermilk. And uh, Representative Loudermilk is one of the people who's helped push or helping to push the same bill that Rob Manis was pushing when he was on with Glenn Beck today. And it's about reciprocity, wanting reciprocity for concealed carry holders in uh, the District of Columbia. So if I'm a concealed carry holder and I have a permit, which I do in Delaware and Pennsylvania and Utah, which covers 33 states, I should be able to go into the District of Columbia with it, with this reciprocity law. And it's not just for members of Congress, it's for all American citizens. And the reason why I support it, well, you have to look no further than some of the voicemails that are being released now from Jason Chaffetz, the congressman who's leaving Congress, allegedly to be heading over to the Fox network. We're not quite sure exactly, but that's kind of what the scuttle is. But Jason Chaffetz released a voicemail he got, and I will tell you, this would encourage me to maybe look outside of Congress and into a job with Fox as well, not just the pay, but the security. Listen to the voicemail he received. Utah Congressman Jason Chaffetz wants police to take threats against politicians more seriously. It comes after he received these disturbing voicemails. Jason Shannon, I suggest you prepare for the battle, mother and the apocalypse. 
because we're going to put your down, wrap a rope around your neck, and hang you from a lamppost. So in case you didn't understand the poor diction of that angry person, hey, Jason Chaffetz, although he said Chaffetz, I suggest you prepare for the battle, mother effer, and the apocalypse, because we're going to hunt down your A, you're going to hunt down your ass, and I guess the rest of him too, and wrap a rope around your neck and hang you from a lamp post. Not good, not comforting, not anything. And I, I fully understand this, this message was left for Jason Chaffetz in March, in early March. So March 8th, this message was left on his voicemail. I fully understand why Jason Chaffetz would say, I've done everything I can here. I have to think about my family. I have to think about my future. And... Um, I, I don't want to be shot, especially if I can't defend myself, if I'm not allowed to carry in this district. I certainly, I certainly can't see, and, and he's not going to be given, um, he's not going to be given the, the kind of protective patrol that Steve Scalise had, and, and Steve Scalise still ended up fighting for his life. That message is a little bit chilling, isn't it? Just a little bit chilling. So I, I fully understand why Jason Chaffetz has made a, a decision to alter his life. Yesterday, there was also something that, that gave me chills and uh, something that also explained a whole lot from last year. Uh, we still have to get into the, the latest on North Korea and uh, General Mattis. We have to also give you an update on the Michigan airport story. And uh, there was a hearing yesterday. And with Jason Chaffetz stepping aside from his role in Congress, Trey Gowdy has stepped into that role of leading the, uh, the hearings that's doing the investigation into uh, DHS and the Russians and, and why DHS didn't get a hold of the servers. Jay Johnson, Obama's uh, director of Homeland Security, was on the hot seat yesterday and he said some really uh, troubling things. And we'll get into that. Plus, uh, plus, we will talk about Trey Gowdy's responses to what Jay Johnson said. And we'll take care of that just around the corner when Pure Opelka returns. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. We were discussing all kinds of things, things D.C., things globally, things internationally. And uh, I wanted to get to what happened yesterday when Homeland Security was being quizzed by Trey Gowdy and the, the House Committee investigating the alleged collusion with the Russians. And uh, Jay Johnson was up there. But prior to that, there was another member of the DHS staff that was talking about the attempts to break into our computer systems by Russian hackers, the computer systems that worked or tied to the election. 
And uh, this was one of the things that kind of got everybody's attention. Are we prepared today to say publicly how many states were targeted? We, as of right now, we have evidence of 21 states or election-related systems in 21 states that were targeted. But in no case were actual vote tallies altered in any way, shape, or form. That is correct. Interesting, right? 21 states. Now, keep that in mind, that we knew there was hacking going on at the DNC headquarters, but... There was also rumor that the Russians were trying to hack into the voting systems in different states. Not only did we know this, but the the DNC knew this. The Debbie Wasserman Schultz-led DNC was aware of this. And Jay Johnson, the guy who was in charge of Homeland Security, was on the hot seat yesterday, and Trey Gowdy was talking to him about the hacking of the DNC. And in the course of talking about the hacking, Johnson made a couple of really alarming statements about why or why didn't the DNC get help to try and A, stop the hacking, patch the servers, block the uh, ill, ill uh, the, well, the, the bad actors from trying to get inside. I recall very clearly that I was not pleased that we were not in there uh, helping them patch this vulnerability. DHS does not have the power to issue a search warrant or get a search warrant and go in and patch their vulnerabilities over their objections. So interesting language there. DHS does not have the ability to get a search warrant to go in and patch that vulnerability over their objections. Over their objections. That's the key phrase. We don't have the right to go in and, and, and tell them we want to fix this because you guys are being hacked over their objections. Hmm. I wonder why they were objecting. No, we, don't, we got this. Don't worry about it. But you're getting all your stuff is getting hacked. They've got all your information. The Russians are doing this and they're leaking it. Well, that's okay. We got this. We're good. Well, Trey Gowdy was asked about it later in the day. He made a couple of different appearances on different news networks. And Trey Gowdy's statements, to me, quite clear. Very clear. I don't like speculating, but but, but I have dealt in the past with victims who would not cooperate with investigations. And typically the reason is there's something else you don't want law enforcement to see. There is no reason to not allow DHS to, to patch or fix a vulnerability in the DNC system. And heavens knows there's no reason to not give the world's premier law enforcement agency, which is the FBI, yeah. the evidence they may need to stop another attack from 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 hurting someone else interesting right trey gowdy saying first of all why won't you let the fbi come in and fix your system why wouldn't you stop it if you had the opportunity and he i think he correctly surmises that the reason you don't do it is because there's something in those systems that you worry about getting out that someone else could see and there's something in those systems that could be a problem And then additionally, he wonders 
if you're so concerned, if you're so service-based and service-oriented, and you really care about the, the safety and security of the American system, our electoral process, because that's what we're constantly hearing, all these hand-wringing testimonies and questioning from these, these Democratic House members and Senate members. We're so concerned about the process, protecting our electoral process, that we must make sure that these Russians don't have access to our systems. If you're so damn concerned about it, seriously, seriously, Mr. and Miss Democratic Representative, why in the hell would you block the people who could stop it? And why the hell would you not help them find the people who are attempting to hack into at least 21 other states? It doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, as Judge Judy has taught us, it's not true. So this is the big lie. This is the big lie from the Democrats. They didn't want it to stop. They didn't want to let him in. Why? because there was something on those servers that probably would cause them more trouble than the leaks of the emails. And that's the reality. Michael Pelka on Pure Pelka. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network podcasts that relate to your life.